Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Socialite. I hope you guys had a really good week and are enjoying the warmer weather. I know that I am definitely excited about summer coming around the corner. For any new listeners, my name is Lindsay and I am your host. Every week I sit down with a different social media creator or influencer and we just chat about their experiences online and they also tend to give really good tips if you're wanting to grow. This week, I sit down and speak with Katerina, who is super funny and super kind. She's an amazing TikTok creator, and I definitely recommend you checking out her content. I'll have all of the links to her social media in the description of this episode. Now, without a further ado, let's dive into the podcast. Hey, Katerina, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I'm pretty good. So I've been asking all of my guests this, and it's kind of a fun question, and that is, what is your favorite song to jam out to in the car? Like, what is your song that puts you in a good mood? That is so hard to answer, honestly, because I have so many favorite songs. But right now, I'm super obsessed with Dika Tusim by Dani Milohin and Nikolai Baskov. It's okay. like a very Russian song, but I, it's my favorite. <laughs> super fun. <laughs> I'm going to have to try to look that up then because I definitely don't know it, but I'm definitely going to try to look that up. <laughs> It's so fun. I'll send the link to you. It's it's perfect. <laughs> okay, sounds good. So for anyone listening who isn't familiar with your content, do you want to just talk a little bit about what you do? Yeah, sure. So I make videos on TikTok. They're kind of mostly comedy, but I do other stuff as well, like dancing and stuff like that. And my videos are mostly about my life as a Russian immigrant living in Canada and about my Russian family, Russian slash Ukrainian family. And just like the difference between like myself and other people I see living here in Canada who are not immigrants. Yeah, I would say most of the time your content has a pretty like funny tone to it. Mm -hmm, Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So how did you get started on TikTok or when did you start? Oh, so it's kind of funny. I actually had an account on Musical.ly when Musical.ly was a thing within like 2017 or 2016. And then I just completely stopped doing it because, you know, I was just moved to college and it was just not something I could do anymore. And then when the quarantine hit, everyone was just like on TikTok again. And I was like, okay, maybe I should try this again. And, you know, everything was closed. I usually participated in a lot of plays for theater and stuff like that. And all of a sudden theater wasn't a thing anymore. So I had absolutely nothing to do. So I was like, well, I have to do something so then I was just like okay I'm gonna do TikTok again and then I just started and yeah I haven't stopped since so this was like around May I think yeah (laughs) it's been a long time now (laughs) I haven't talked to many people who are on like musically so is there any major differences to you like comparing the time when you were on the app like when it was musically versus being TikTok there's huge differences so with musically it was pretty much all lip syncing so there was like nothing else like some people did dances but it was mostly lip syncing at like two speeds so it's like extra fast and that was like the whole thing you know like transitions and stuff like that and then on TikTok there's just a bigger variety of like everything there's dancers there's people who do comedy there is you know just educational videos and stuff like that and on musically that was just like not a thing at all which, you know, is obviously cooler because there's just so much more variety with TikTok now. So so I guess then you would have never considered doing this style content that you do now back when it was musically. Oh, never. <laughs> like literally never. <laughs> I wasn't um, also that into acting back then. And then I studied acting in college, obviously, well, university. And after that, like, it was just like my biggest passion, obviously. So like more of like an acting type of direction. That was what I wanted to take with TikTok, which I would not have taken when I was doing Musical.ly. Yeah. Do you feel like your education and acting has kind of like helped you with your content? Because 
it's not necessarily that you act in your videos, but you kind of like take on like mini personas and stuff. For sure. Like a hundred percent. I don't think I would, would have been able to even like do those kind of videos if I not studied acting. Okay. Interesting. And like mm-hmm. any, like, could you think of one thing that you might have learned that, you know, from school that has really helped you? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So actually my favorite, favorite acting class I took while I was at McGill was a clown class. So <laughs> we learned how to like become a clown. <laughs> and literally with that class, like one of the main lessons I've learned is to like how to engage your audience and how to like keep them engaged. And one tip is to like, if something works for you, like let's say you do something funny and people laugh, do that again and see if they laugh again. So kind of repeat the things that work, you know, mm. in different times to kind of make it work. And like the same thing, like I definitely noticed myself doing it in my TikToks, even like without realizing it. Like I always do this like lip wobble thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like people like that. So I just like keep doing it. And, you know, I've learned like to do that from that clown class. But lots of other things I've learned from that clown class too. <laughs> but <laughs> definitely. Well, yeah, I think that's a really interesting tip. And it's funny, you said you went to McGill, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my sister's at McGill right now. Did you like going there? I love McGill. All my best memories are probably from McGill so far. And also Montreal is just such a fun city like for the arts and stuff like that. So it was just amazing. I miss it so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. And what do your friends think of you being on TikTok? Do people think it's cool or do they think it's kind of strange? I feel like they thought it was really strange. <laughs> Um, they're supportive, um, from what I know, but I really, I really don't know. <laughs> Some people probably think it's weird, but that's okay. Because, you know, a lot of my friends also, they don't have TikTok. So it's not like they even, you know, understand what's like, what's happening on the app. They know I have it, but they don't use it. So probably to them, it's a little bit weird, but yeah, they're supportive. Yeah. <laughs> Now, a big like part of your content or one of like the biggest kind of series is the Russian versus American mom. Mm-hmm. And I have to know, does your mom like it? Like, does she think it's funny or is she just like, what is this chaos? Okay, so my mom, she actually disagrees with a lot of stuff. Like every time I post a TikTok, she's like, oh, I'm not like that at all. But she <laughs> actually is. She's exactly like that. Obviously not as exaggerated. She also doesn't wear the handkerchief around mm-hmm. her head all the time. I just kind of like, that's my Russian mom character type of thing. And she's, but she, she likes them. She just thinks she's not like that, but she is. <laughs> but she's supportive too. Do you get a lot of your inspiration from your videos from real life then, I assume? Mm-hmm, 100%, like 100%, especially when I first moved to Canada and I was like 10 years old. And I just remember like realizing how different my life is from the rest of people and like from the movies, you know, obviously like coming here, you watch a lot of movies, like growing up movies and stuff like that. And their life is so different there, just like the entire vibe. And for me to be like, okay, my life is really, really different from all of this. And now for TikToks, I just kind of remember all of those little differences from what I've like seen and compared myself to. and. Yeah, that's like my main inspiration most of the time. Yeah, well, I'm sure there's like a lot to draw on then because that's like a really big move. And you said you were 10, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like I remembered what it was like living in Ukraine. Like I wasn't young young enough for me to like forget everything. So I remembered my life back there. And, you know, obviously I could use that for my inspiration. Now, I have to ask, though, when you do like Russian versus American mom. Obviously, you're in Canada right now. So why do you choose American over Canadian? I think it was mostly just 
it, it would be a really kind of strange comparison to the Russian versus Canadian mom because it just doesn't have the same like ring to it as like Russian versus American. You know, it's like it's always Russian versus American. You know, and American movies are always so like against Russian stuff like that. And I'm not saying like my videos are pitting the two cultures against each other. That's not the thing at all. I'm actually thinking I'm bringing like a positive like outlook on it all because it's not bad. Like neither of them is bad. They're both good. They're just different. So it's a kind of like a thing, like a trope. America versus Russia is just like a cultural trope. And I'm just kind of using it in my videos to kind of show like a positive differences between the cultures and something funny, something kind of interesting. So that's like the main reason. And I'm sure too, if you said Canadian, people would be expecting you to have like maple syrup with you or like have kind mm-hmm. of the classic Canadian aspects to it where American seems more like plain, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like definitely like the um like the American I don't I don't want to say like stereotype, but just like the general American image of people we have. Cuz like most media we see everywhere from music to cinema is like American. So that's why it's kind of like general because we see it all the time. So for my videos it's just like yeah, the American is like what everyone perceives as normal and then Russian is like the crazy out there uh person. But <laughs> So did you have to like really think about this or did you just kind of, as soon as you made the video, knew it was going to be like American? Because, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense when you talk about it. Was there a lot of thought that went into that? Um, I really, I don't remember how I started making my American versus Russian videos. Oh, wait. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I do remember. <laughs> At first, it was that like uh, comparing just like the different things, like in a, like, let's say like American way of doing like, let's say. I can't remember of any of those videos now because it was so long ago. But like, let's say uh, washing the dishes, the American way versus the Russian way. It was always kind of like that. But then American versus Russian mom was definitely born from those videos that were more general. And then it, it kind of became a person. So yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> now, I don't know if you look at your analytics much, but I'm very curious, where are most of your followers from? Is it from Canada, the US, Russia? I'm actually kind of surprised. I, well, I guess I'm not really that surprised because my videos are in English, but I don't really have Russia as any of my top countries at all. Their top countries, United States, then I have, I think it's Canada, I like to say, then it's India, then it's United Kingdom, and then either like Australia or Germany, I think. But Russia is not there at all, which is kind of funny to me because my videos are all about Russia pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty funny. So, I mean, I guess that makes pretty much like I feel like that makes sense though to have like the US and Canada as your top um follower countries. <laughs> and I guess there's also a lot of immigrant people living in US and Canada, so they could be Russian. Well, a lot of my followers are immigrant Russian. I know that, but they're just in base in the United States right now in Canada. Do you feel like a lot of people who are following you are people who are like for the American and Canadians that are following you? Do you think a lot of them are people who aren't in your same position and are very curious to learn about the differences? Or do you think more of your followers are people who are in your position and know the differences? It's kind of cool. I think it's a little bit of both. I, you know, I read through my DMs sometimes and it's a lot of people saying other stuff like, oh my gosh, your videos, they show me my life. Like I recognize myself. Like this is literally my grandmother. This is my mom. And there's other people who message me and they're just like, oh, I've always been interested in, you know, Slavic culture and stuff like that. Your videos show me, you know, those elements that, you know, I would want to learn, or maybe people are learning the Russian language or something. And to them, it's just interesting to see those differences. So there's definitely like a, a mix of both, I guess. 
I think that is really interesting. And it's cool that you can connect with people like through DMs and things and kind of, you know, connect with your followers. I'm sure that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's probably like one of my favorite parts, you know, when, um, you know, when I get messages of people saying that like they like my content, like that just kind of inspires me to keep doing it. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's so like, I don't know. I love hearing other people's stories and what they think and what my content inspired them to think about and to do. It's it's very cool, I think. When you have someone that follows you that really likes your content, what's like the best way for them to kind of like show you that? Is it leaving a comment or would you say like sending you a DM? I want to really quickly pause this week's episode to remind you of a little competition I have going on. If there is a social media influencer that you really admire and look up to, and you want the opportunity to come on the show and ask them one of your burning questions, then all you have to do is leave a review of this podcast and let me know who your favorite influencer is. To learn all the details about this competition, be sure to check out the show notes. It is all detailed there. Anyways, I hope you're enjoying this week's episode and let's get back into the podcast. Really anything. I look through my comments. I read my DMs. I, I'd say I lose my comment comments sometimes because if a video does like very well, like exceptionally well, like I obviously I can't read through hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of comments to get through everything sometimes. And I feel bad because some people write out like so much like their stories and stuff like that. And I want to get to all of them, but it's just, you know, so many, so many, so many comments. And also like, I mean, some of them are a little bit negative. So I'm also just like not as keen to like look through all my comments because usually DMs are nicer than comments but a lot of negativity is usually in the comments so I just try to like I don't know not see them sometimes (laughs) yeah that's understandable when you do read comments do you find that you recognize certain you know users that will comment on a lot of your videos yeah I definitely do definitely and I know like some people um they comment like not not the same thing over and over again but like I know which comments like to expect from them like I already know their style of writing and I know like their usernames and stuff like that um their profile pictures and I stalk my followers a lot too I go on their page (laughs) hmm interesting (laughs) this is who follows me but yeah I love that that's Mm -hmm. that's cool and does it do you find that makes it more like personal being able to do that yeah for sure and you know some people like they've been there since like um since like the beginning of my tiktok journey or whatever and just to like see them again it's like oh wow like like we've been through this like it's for so long together (laughs) it's like a team almost that's so funny when you go to these people's like accounts do you find that your followers post similar content or is it like all over the place it's really all over the place like some people do and sometimes they tag me in the content that you know is similar to mine and stuff like that but it's really all over the place you know (laughs) Now, obviously, you have like a big following and you've been able to connect with people following you. Have you been able to connect with other creators? Yes, I actually wanted to do some collaborations, but of course, we are in a pandemic right now. So that's kind of all on hold. But definitely, I've definitely talked to some Russian creators, too. And um, and not just Russian, like a lot of different creators. And hopefully we'll be able to collab in the future, but we'll see where that goes. (laughs) Well, that's very exciting. I mean, it must be like exciting to like look forward to that as well. Mm-hmm. Do you find it's hard to like connect with other creators because everyone's kind of like all over the world? Like obviously in the pandemic, we can't really see each other anyways. But if you wanted to see each other, do you find that's kind of like, do you find people are all over the place? Yeah, that's true. And it, it makes me kind of like sad 
And even like sometimes I find out someone's in Canada. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in Canada. Like that's so exciting. Maybe we can like do something. And then I realize it's British Columbia. I'm like, oh yeah. wait, never mind. Probably <laughs> in British Columbia anytime soon. But yeah, yeah. hopefully one day. <laughs> yeah. What would you say like the dream person to connect or collaborate with would be? Oh, I have I have a lot. So call me Chris, definitely. I love her content. She also has a Russian mom character. So that could be <laughs> interesting. Also Snarky Marky. I would love to collab with him. Um, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, what do you think of Call Me Chris's Russian character? I think it's really funny. Yeah, it's different from mine, obviously. But I think she's taking it in the in a funny direction. I, I like it. Mm -hmm. It'd be yeah. fun for my Russian mom to meet her Russian mom, I think. <laughs> that would be so funny. I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> because the vibes are so different. Like her Russian mom is just, you know, so different from my Russian mom. <laughs> yeah, that would be so good. You, even if you did that collab virtually, that would be cool. I had seen that she... um. I had her on the podcast and she had done a collaboration with uh, Dr. Phil, like virtually, which I thought was oh, kind of interesting. So I feel like that would be interesting if you could do that. That would be cool. Mm -hmm, true. It's just I wish it could not be virtual. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. It, it, eventually, eventually we'll get there. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> do you find like with your following that you gained, do you get recognized in public at all? It actually never happened. Well, I don't go out, like, anywhere at all. Like, I just stay at my house this entire time. Like, since the pandemic started, I don't leave the house. So it hasn't ever happened. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe one day. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy to me. And I find I hear about, like, well, obviously, there are so many people who've grown on TikTok during the pandemic. But so many people I ask are like, yeah, no, I haven't been recognized. And I'm like, but everyone's at home, I guess. Like, that will be weird mm -hmm. when things open up. Mm -hmm. Are you nervous with the idea of re people recognizing you or does that kind of excite you? I don't know. I think about that sometimes. I think it would be exciting uh, for the most part. I'm kind of obviously like scared. Like if someone scary recognizes me, tries to follow right. me home, anything like that. Like that kind of scares me. But I think my audience for the most part is very wholesome. So I'm excited for that part. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you mentioned that people will DM you and things. Do you find that your Instagram has grown as your TikTok has? Yes. Well, I started repurposing my TikToks on my Instagram and they're doing very well on Instagram right now. So my Instagram is growing from the reels, I guess. Oh, really? When they first came out with reels, I was like, oh my gosh, they're trying to rip off TikTok. I can't believe they're doing this. But now like, I, I enjoy reels as much as I enjoy TikTok. So yeah, good for Instagram. <laughs> it's interesting, though, that you say that your Instagram has grown, but it's not from, like, your TikTok followers necessarily just coming over. It's from posting the reels. That's pretty cool, I think. Mm -hmm. And the audiences are also, like, a little bit different. Like, they're the same, but my followers on Instagram, like, I see the difference between my followers on Instagram and my followers on TikTok. Mm. I don't even know what it is, but... Like, it's just, they're different, you know? And that's very cool. Do you have any interest in starting a YouTube channel? Actually, yes. And I'm planning on starting one. But my plan right now is to... So I live in Toronto and I'm stuck in New Brunswick because of the pandemic. And oh. there is no flights from St. John to Toronto. So here I am. But I'm planning once I get back to Toronto, I can like focus on starting a YouTube channel and doing all that stuff. But we'll see how that goes. I don't know when I'll be able to get back in the city. Um, I don't know. <laughs> do you know what like style YouTube videos you'd want to do? Would you want to bring 
like your content from TikTok and kind of do that same style on YouTube or? I I haven't really thought about that too much. I thought about just kind of taking what I have with my TikTok with, with, you know, with everything and just making like obviously more not elaborate, but like longer, like kind of explaining stuff more. Cause obviously with the YouTube, like the great thing about making longer videos is you have, you can like elaborate on things more. You can say more things. You can, you know, add more to the videos on TikTok. You really have like up to a minute to tell everything you want to say. Like if you're talking about like, let's say even American versus Russian mom, well, you literally have, usually I try to keep my videos to 30 seconds. Um, so like you have 30 seconds to say everything you wanted to say about something. And sometimes like I could add more to this, like there is more, but I just, I can't put it in because it has to be short, you know? And with YouTube, like I can definitely make stuff longer, more elaborate. Well, that's so exciting. I can't wait to see, you know, all of that unfold. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So it works out. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it will for sure. So to end off the podcast, I like to ask two questions. And the first is, do you have any advice for anyone who wants to grow on social media or, you know, on TikTok specifically? Yeah, for sure. Um, Basically, do whatever you want to do, whatever makes you happy. You know, don't try to follow trends and stuff like that. When I first started making my TikTok, I was very much just trying to do what everyone else was doing. I was like, oh, people are doing uh, dances. I'm going to do the same thing. People are doing this trend. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to do the trend and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. But I feel like if you want to do this long term, like just following what everyone else is doing is not going to fulfill you like long term. You're going to get bored with it. If you're just doing things you're not really passionate about, things that are not exciting you, you're just doing stuff to grow on TikTok. Like that's long term. That's not fun. So just do something you actually like. You don't have to stick to a theme or anything like that, but make the videos that make you happy and just keep doing the stuff that works. Like kind of what I explained from my clown class. Like if you do something (laughs) and, you know, people like it, just do it again and maybe add something different. And when people stop liking it, you know, it's time to switch something up and do something different. I know you said like, don't worry about doing a certain theme, but do you feel like when you choose to do what you love, you kind of naturally have a theme Yeah, like, I mean, that's definitely what happened with my content, too. I definitely developed the theme. And also what's very interesting is the theme kind of changes as you like change on TikTok. Like my content from when I started to what it is now, like it's completely different. Even if the same is the theme is the same. It's about, you know, my experience being, you know, an immigrant in Canada. It's the same thing. But the content itself is so different. And even if I like my content back then, I just can't go back into it because I've changed. And so my content changed and whatever I could do back then, I just can't do anymore because everything's changed. So your theme will change anyway. It will change with you. So don't be scared about you know being stuck doing one thing for the rest of your TikTok career. It's going to change naturally. Yeah, I love that. I think that's great advice. And not being afraid of change is definitely great advice for that as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And lastly, do you have any like future goals or obviously you have the YouTube channel that you're wanting to start, but anything exciting coming up that you're looking forward to? Well, I'm, well, this is kind of very much in the works right now, but I'm thinking about releasing my merch soon. So I've been thinking about some designs and stuff like that. So that's exciting, but I don't know when actually it will all be completed, but that's something to look forward to a bit. (laughs) Yeah, that's really exciting. I'm going to have to look out for that. That'll be really good. (laughs) thank you (laughs) well thank you so much for coming on the podcast you've given like so many like great tips and advice and I just I love the story of going to the clown class and I would have never expected that (laughs) 
<laughs> I love the clown class. Well, thank you for having me. This has been great, great pleasure talking to you. You too. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of The Socialite. I had so much fun speaking with Katarina. She is so, so sweet. And again, make sure to check out her content. I'll be back next week to chat with another amazing guest. See ya!